Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 208. Before being told what you are, examine what you are not. Before being told what you are, examine what you're not. In a moment, I'm going to play the audio to a video I had seen online. And a gentleman, I, I, I'm not sure of the initial... Oh, uh, it was uh, Sir Ken Robinson. Uh, the speaker, Sir Ken Robinson. And he was speaking about Gillian Lynn, who is a very, very famous choreographer. Um, she's created uh, Cats, Phantom of the Opera... And um, went on to produce uh, a lot of uh, theater and a lot of talented individuals in this world and had a school of dance. But before so, doing so, uh, back in the 1930s, she wasn't understood in school. She was having problems in school. Fundamentally, another reason why I think that the education system needs to completely change. But I'm going to play you this um, this this audio so you can hear it and then we're going to discuss and uh, and it's interesting because you know here she was basically being labeled as having a learning disorder and I said before being told what you are examine what you're not because she didn't have a learning disorder and then I want to talk about you know the, the this idea of labels that sometimes we can take on for life or for a good amount of time that may just be in place of maybe understanding something at a, at a much more fundamental root level with you. So uh, I'm going to play this audio right now. Julian Lynn, have you heard of her? She's a choreographer and everybody knows her work. She did Cats and Phantom of the Opera. She's wonderful. When she was at school, she was really hopeless. The school in the 30s wrote to her parents and said, we think Gillian has a learning disorder. You couldn't concentrate, she was fidgeting. I think now they'd say she had ADHD. But this was the 1930s and ADHD hadn't been invented you know, at this point, so it wasn't an available condition. Anyway, she sent, went to see this, this specialist, so this oak panel room, and, and she was there with, uh, with her mother, and she was led and sat on this uh, chair at the end, and she sat on her hands for 20 minutes while this man talked to her mother about all the problems Gillian was having at school. Uh, the doctor went and sat next to Gillian and said, Gillian, I've listened to all these things that your mother's told me. I need to speak to her privately. She said, wait here, we'll be back. We won't be very long. And, and, uh, and they went and left her. But as they went out of the room, he turned on the radio that was sitting on his desk. And when they got out of the room, he said to her mother, just stand and watch her. The minute they left the room, she said she was on her feet, moving to the music. And they watched for a few minutes, and he turned to her mother, and he said, you know, Mrs. Lynn, Gillian isn't sick. She's a dancer. Take her to a dance school. I said, what happened? I said, she did. I can't tell you how wonderful it was. We walked in this room, and it was full of people like me. People who couldn't sit still. People who had to move to think. She was eventually auditioned for the Royal Ballet School. She became a soloist. She had a wonderful career at the Royal Ballet. She eventually graduated from the Royal Ballet School, found, found her own company, the Julian Dance Company. She's been responsible for some of the most successful musical theatre productions in history. She's given pleasure to millions, and she's a multimillionaire. Somebody else might have put her on medication and told her to calm down. So you already know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> and, and I like that he said, you know, it wasn't an available condition at the, at the time. Now... I'm not here to, you know, s state medically what something is or, or, or isn't or whatever, you know, in, in that in those categories. That's not my background. However, 
what I do want to say is I want to examine what happened here was it took the careful observation of a specialist um, who recognized that it, she just learned differently. She, you know, might have been distracted, but the moment that she was put into movement, that's what can cause her to think. And uh, and I and I and believe me, I understand that. When I was in school, when I was very young, and, and many of you know this from listening to earlier episodes, you know, I was innately curious, and I asked a lot of questions, and I talked a lot, and I created a lot. And, um, I, you know, I wasn't so distracted as much as I, the, the common complaint was in your, your son is disruptive. He talks a lot. He talks a lot. He talks a lot, you know, and luckily my parents thought of it as he's a communicator. Good. We asked him to ask questions. Good. You know, he talks a lot. Okay. You know, if anything, what they realized was instead of labeling me as disruptive, they instead looked at, okay, um, he's a communicator. Now it's about, you know, timing, <laughs> if you will. When's a good time to talk? When's not, you know? But they didn't label me. Just like the situation that happened to Jillian Lynn, she's very fortunate that she didn't allow labels to, um, to define her. So there's, there's five points I want to bring up here. And the first is how you need to learn may be different than others. How you need to learn may be different than others. Whether it was when you were a young child, whether it is now, we are all so uniquely different. So how you need to learn may be different. Some people are visual. Some people are audio. Some people prefer to be in quiet places. Some people need to be in loud places. Some people need to be still. Some people need to be in movement. You get what I'm saying? Like how you need to learn may be different than others. And so if you don't fit into this categorical structure, you might have been told you're something you're not. And so when I keep going back to before being told what you are, examine what you're not. And in this case with the Jillian Lynn, was she, um, you know, did she have a learning disorder? And was distracted or was it more so no she's focused when she's in movement so it wasn't that she, so she wasn't she wasn't distracted she just learned differently she just did better when she was in movement and then when she was placed with other students just like her she thrived right so like other students within the arts within movement and within uh, ex uh, expression and how they you know right? A different, just a different way of learning. And she thrived. So how you need to learn may be different than others. The second point I want to bring up is how you need to create your life may be different than others. This is a big one. How you need to create your life may be different than others. Before being told what you are, examine what you're not. What aren't you? What aren't the ways that you want to live? What aren't the ways um, that uh, you that others may have chosen that doesn't resonate with you? What don't, what, what doesn't ring a bell or feel intuitively right or um, sparks a, a natural curiosity within you? 
where do you want to live in, in, in instead of maybe where you currently are? How would you like to live? How would you like to structure your day? What don't you, you know, what are you not? Are you not a morning person? Are you not a night person? Are you not a, a city person? Are you not a, you know, a beach person? Are you not a, um, you know, a local, but a global? Like, what are you? Like, examine what you're not. Um, because every single person has to create their own life. How you need to learn may be different than others. How you need to create your life may be different than others. And when you start accepting that, you'll stop trying to fit it to other people's protocol, other people's structure, other people's, you know, and you'll start to get rid of comparison. Do not compare your life, your conditions, your circumstances, your ways of doing things, your ways of learning, your living type, your lifestyle, anything to anybody else, unless they are inspiring you to expand yours. The third point I want to bring up is that before you accept a label, ask yourself if it's true. Before you accept a label, ask yourself if it's true. Could you imagine if what would have happened with that girl back in the 1930s? Had she, had they listened to being labeled as a learning disorder, here, take a take this medication and, you know, good luck. That actually might have completely suppressed her entire, like, path. Now, I'm also a big believer in God will do what God will do. <laughs> so, you know, um, but we do have to show up to allow God to, to do what God will do. But you get where I'm going with that. So, you know, had her or her mom, really in that context, her mom, accept the label that she has a learning disorder and not a environment disorder <laughs> that she actually had to just be in a different environment and learn differently had they accepted that label her whole life could have been a lot more difficult only because you know you're starting to swim upstream you're, you're swimming against kind of your natural gifts and talents which is exactly what i'm talking about all the time it's interesting i I'm I'm uh, potentially being asked to speak in Australia at a um, design conference, and it's um, you know I wanted to speak about the niches you, and I started thinking about three or four different stories where people were mislabeled or trying to be placed a label onto, and luckily, because they didn't, from a series of beautiful serendipitous acts um they they really went far on their path they didn't accept a label nor were they trying to receive the labels that were given to them and instead they they sought to observe themselves before being told what they were they examined what they were not so they could better understand more of what they need you know what i mean the fourth point I want to bring up, this is a big one because this is all, and all these relate. People who can't think outside the box will usually put us, put you in one. People who can't think outside the box will usually put you in one. Makes sense. They're giving you only the perspective that they can currently understand, fathom, or relate to. You have to be very, very, very careful. Even wise, amazing people who give me advice. The best people I say that give me advice are the ones who um, ask me questions. That's why I ask all of you questions as well, because I get asked questions from really wise people. 
because they make you think and, and go into your intuition on your own. People who give you definitive answers, I'm very careful of that. And it, and there are, by the way, there are people, there are places where definitive answers are needed and come from. And, you know, it's fact, you know. But what I'm saying is that people who can't think outside the box, you know, had somebody said, oh, well, you know, she fits this, this Jillian fits this category. You know, she has a learning disorder. Therefore, that's what it is. And this is the protocol. Uh, well, how did that per how did whoever was giving that initial label not be like, I wonder now, wasn't it cool that that specialist figured it out? The specialist was like, I'm missing something. Let's try something. The specialist turned on the radio, left the, the, the girl who loved to dance in the room by herself and went into the other room with the mother. And lo and behold, you know, the, the girl lit up like she was in her element and so thank God that, that <laughs> thank God that that specialist was thinking outside the box because had that specialist not been not done that right it's very possible that Jillian Lynn could have been placed into one and it might have taken her much longer to do all of the amazing things that she did in contributing to the arts globally so be very careful people who can't think outside the box will usually put us in one and uh you know I, I don't, and by the way, I don't think it's intentional. I mean, some people maybe, but like, I don't think it's ever intentional. I think it's just that it's a limited perspective of these are the paths, this is the structure, these are the only ways to go. Y you couldn't possibly sell that to me. And I, and if, and if it's been ever sold to you and I get it because, you know, at some phase, you know, I had, I had to start questioning it as well. We're all so unique. There is no way you can say that. Now, it's not to say that there isn't good information that can be sought from and that it's possible some of these things could be real. But we have to go under much more careful observation, which is the fifth point I want to bring up, which is a lot of things get invented in place of things that just need more careful observation. You can do what you want with that statement, but a lot of things get invented in place of things that just need more careful observation. We have a lot of things now, a lot of labels that didn't exist 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 150 years ago. Why? Now, but instead of me going down that whole rabbit hole and talking about everything from the education system to the nutrition and health and wellness and everything else, and I'm not, but we got a lot of things get invented in place of things that just need more careful observation. What did that specialist do? Carefully observed. There was something deeper going on. And then that woman thrived in the right environment. However, the alternative is something that could have been uh, designated for her could have set her down a completely different path. A lot of things get invented in place of the things that just need more careful observation. So my recommendation is before we automatically accept oh they have this condition or they have that you know oh well this is the way they learn so really these are the only professions that are probably best and you know um you'll never really be this because um, you're missing some of these other things i mean how definitive can people be when they say things like that and it's and what's wild to me is if we're not careful if we're not discerning if we're not self-aware if we're not self-observant if we're not looking internally at, at what our intuition is feeling we might accept that and a lot of us at some point or in some season probably did i mean it's it's incredible to me 
that, you know, people don't understand the power of their words, especially when we're young and impressionable. And really, honestly, at any age, we can be impressionable, you know, but you hope that as we get older, we get wiser from just, you know, a lot of misses, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> I don't like to call them failed, failed attempts, but losses, whatever you want to call them, you know? So a lot of things get invented in place of things that just need more careful observation. Don't be quick to accept the world's noise. Before being told what you are, examine what you're not. And, you know, as always, please, like, reflect on this. I want you to think about this. Maybe you were told, and, and now keep in mind, self-observation, self-awareness is key. I Sometimes we are told certain things, like maybe you're told, like, oh, you don't listen enough, or, um, you know, you need... Um, you need to pause more, you need to, you know, whatever, I don't know, it could be anything, right? We do want to look, we don't want to just automatically assume that, oh, no, I'm not that. Like, I, you know, there's been plenty of times that I, I thought for a second, I'm like, all right, you know, let me reflect for a moment. Could I listen more here and observe more and speak less? Could I try this differently with my art and uh, see where it goes versus how I've been doing it. You know, so there is also a level of accountability and responsibility for our own actions and behaviors. So, it, but the it's more so when you're told something that you are, whether it's uh, a certain learning disorder or a certain label or a certain category that you should fit in, et cetera, right? That's why I always say the niche is you. Before allowing that, examine what you're not. And this will also start to bring a lot more appreciation and confidence for all the things that you are. I appreciate you tuning into every single episode. Thank you. As always, please leave a five-star written review on Apple. Please leave a five-star rating on Spotify. It helps expand the awareness of the show. Um, we doubled numbers officially uh, uh, last month. It's incredible. I'm, I'm so grateful for you guys. We are officially now double the amount of downloads per month. I'd uh, love to keep it going that way and building. And that's what we're, exactly what we're going to do because you guys know how I work. Uh, and I just appreciate you guys. As always, please check the show notes for any of the links that you might need. I've got free workshops in there. I've got a, a creativity workshop called Write, Design, Build. Uh, I've got the recommended reading list, which continues to grow. And we've got our creator community. You do not have to be a creator, but we all are creators in some way, whether you're a creative, an artist, an entrepreneur, or you're just needing like a solid crew to keep you accountable in your habits for the year, as well as like anything that you are trying to build and you need a responsible group to run with, click that link for the Build One Thing community. It's in the show notes. I appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.